Hey, dear friends, your uh, elders and staff and deacons met yesterday, and we talked a lot about where God is leading us as a church family and how we can lead in faith. And we talked about experiencing God, experiencing this with God life. We talked about what that meant. What does it mean to experience this with God life? You know, throughout the history of God's people, throughout Scripture, both the Old and the New Testaments, throughout there's an unequaled and resounding claim of God. I am with you. When Isaac was searching for a new home, uh, away from his enemies, God spoke to him and said, Do not be afraid, for I am with you, and I will bless you. When Joshua was standing on the bank of the River Jordan, and he was, a, he was called by God to lead his people out across the river, and through into the promised land, God said, I will be with you as I was with Moses. Likewise, through the prophet Isaiah, when the people of Israel, under the threat of the Babylonians, God said to the prophet, do not fear, I will be with you, I am your God, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And through the voice of the prophet Jeremiah, to the people when their world was crumbling around them, about to be exiled and scattered, God said through Jeremiah, do not be dismayed, for I am going to save you from far away, from the land of captivity, for I am with you, says the Lord, to save you. And God's presence among his people was reflected in the temple, and they rebuilt the temple, and yet there was a time where God's people were waiting. There was a vo God's voice did not come through. They didn't hear God's voice for 400 years. And then in the gospel according to Matthew, we hear this out of the birth narrative of Jesus. Look, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. And throughout the story of Jesus, we come to realize of what that looks like. What does it mean that God is with us? How do we experience that? And through Jesus, God chooses to be with his people. But here's the thing. With this divine assurance, this claim of God, I am with you, also comes a divine invitation. I am with you. And the invitation is, will you be with me? I am with you. Will you be with me? This with God life, and the, the title of our sermon series, I need to confess to you. I stole that from a book by Richard Foster, who is famous for teaching the church how to live a life with God, spiritual disciplines. And he makes this claim in, in Jesus. That's one of the best oxymorons I've ever heard, simply trusting. It's like jumbo shrimp, seriously funny. Come on, there's some other good ones, aren't there? Awfully good. Or plastic silverware. Simply trust. There's nothing simple about it, is there? 
If we're honest with ourselves and honest with others, at least it's, at the very least, it's difficult. But through the rough and tumble of every day, through life, the ambiguities, the challenges that we face, going through a pandemic, moving through that, and then all of a sudden there's this conflict in Europe. Sometimes the uncertainties, the doubts we carry, and the challenges that we face, this with God life, simply trust. You know, the good news is that we're not the first to experience this or, or wrestle with this. And indeed, those who wrote about Jesus and his life and times, they recorded specific stories to help the church, to help us as we understand what this with God life is and how we experience a God with life. And there's some concrete examples of how to live in faith, by faith, learning to trust, following in faith, and in God alone. I am with you. Will you be with me? The story that we encounter this morning comes from the gospel according to, to Mark. It teaches us about Jesus, the healer, the, the restorer. Jesus, the one who will cross all boundaries to be with us. I am with you. And he will ask, will you be with me? It comes out of the gospel according to Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Here, as I read God's word, follow along on the screen or in your own personal Bible. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, my little daughter, is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him. And a large crowd followed him and pressed on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. And immediately, her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately, aware that the power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing on you. How can you say who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and in trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And be healed of your disease. While he is still speaking, some people came from the, the leader's house to say, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. 
allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. And he put them all outside and took the child's father and, and mother and those who were with him and went to where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talithicum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this they were all overcome with amazement. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Desperate at the end of his rope, Jairus finds Jesus, pushes through the crowd. When he finds Jesus, he humiliates him, he humbles himself and falls down and tells Jesus about his daughter. This Jairus, an esteemed leader in the community, held an important office among his people. He humbles himself before Jesus, but many probably looked at him and said, he's humiliating himself in front of the crowd. Jesus probably lifts him up and says, Jairus, let's go. Let's go to your house. I want to see your daughter. I am with you, Jairus. I am with you. So they both push through the crowd. Jairus probably leading the way with Jesus in tow, filled with hope, filled with resolve. He has spent all his resources, all his ability, all, every medical option, his influence, his social capital, all focused in on helping heal his daughter, and nothing was happening, and suddenly he finds Jesus, and Jesus agrees to follow him, and then everything changes and shifts again. All hope drains from this man's eyes. I know I could feel it. As Jesus stops, he stops the crowd. I have a daughter. I have children. I would have been, um, excuse me, Jesus, I have an appointment with you. I already made this thing happen. You agreed to follow me. Let's go. No stopping. You can come back later and worry about who touched you, okay? Let's go. Let's keep it moving. This is a time-sensitive issue. Who touched me? He makes a fuss. And the disciples point out, you are in the middle of a mosh pit. You think you're going to figure out who touched you? Everybody's touching you. And we can imagine the woman who hoped to remain anonymous, the fear and welling up alongside the healing. She feels the healing, and she feels the, feels the fear, and now she's going to be exposed. She knows what she's done is forbidden to reach out and touch a rabbi. Because of her constant bleeding, the woman lived in continual state of uncleanliness in this culture, which would have brought upon social and religious isolation. No rabbi with any salt would have approached her, would allow her to touch her, if Jesus wanted to follow the religious norms of the day, he would have simply ignored the woman and just kept moving. That didn't really happen. I don't want to be seen as... Un no, he doesn't do that, does he? I am with you. 
One biblical scholar suggested the story, if the story ended here, a stolen touch, a remarkable healing, an invisible transformation, we would consider it a miracle enough. But no, Jesus invites more. He insists on more in this situation. He insists to the terrified woman, make yourself known. She comes forward. She tells the whole truth. Jesus says, I am with you. Are you with me? Go in peace. You are healed. Your faith has healed you. In some ways, faith in this situation is the conduit for Jesus to heal. You ever think about that? Faith is, is a conduit. Faith is not some magic thing, but it's a conduit for the healing to begin. I am with you. Are you with me? And he calls her daughter, fully restoring her into the community of faith. That simple phrase, daughter, your faith has healed you. You are now restored. Remarkable and wonderful until for Jairus, Jairus that Jesus' delay puts his daughter's healing out of touch, doesn't it? It's too late. Even when Jairus receives the word that his beloved child is dead, he has to sit with this soul-crushing, mind-boggling question that we all face at one time or another. Why did you wait, Jesus? Why did you wait? Why are you making me wait? Can't you see the burden I'm under? Can't you see the healing I need? Can't you see the situation that I'm facing? This is where the idea of simply trusting becomes seemingly impossible. We might even want to laugh like the crowd did. Jesus says the girl is only asleep. Why are you waiting? The divine assurance, the divine claim of God through Jesus is a divine invitation. And they, con- they collide for Jairus, don't they? I am with you. Will you be with me? I'm with you. It starts with Jairus. He learns to wait, to trust, to believe, to breathe, to hang on. And even at that moment when everything seems lost, Jesus says to him, just believe. Just believe. I think the question comes to us where, and you know the rest of the story. Jesus goes, the crowd laughs. He says, Peter, James, and John, you get to come along. Everybody else doesn't. I don't know what the other disciples feel at that moment. Gosh, I don't get to come. There's a healing. The woman who has suffered for 12 years, now this girl who is 12 years old, it's interesting how Mark draws those details out. But the question is, where are we in this story? Where are you in this story? Where is our church in this story? Maybe you feel like the woman in the shadows, something's breaking down in your life relationship overcome by sin or hidden addiction you've been putting up a pretense it's not sustainable is it 
try to cover things up. And becoming vulnerable is scary. For this woman, it was scary for her to reach out and touch Jesus. It's scary for us to, to simply trust and become vulnerable. But becoming vulnerable with God, God who says, I am with you, will you be with me, leads to transformation and healing for this woman. I don't know about you, but in certain situations in my life, I need to be vulnerable with what's going on in my spiritual life with people. I have a group of pastors that I meet with every month, and in those moments, we become vulnerable. We pray for one another and the challenges that we face. You need that too. You need a group of people that you can be vulnerable with that are praying for you, that remind you that God is with you, and will you be with him? And sometimes I feel like that too. I want to cry. Maybe you relate to the woman. Maybe you relate to Jairus. You're waiting, you're waiting, and you're waiting. You've had these hopes, and then they've been dashed. Faith in God. Maybe you feel humiliated because you do. Like Jairus, put all your eggs in one basket with God. God says, I am with you. Will you be with me? Sometimes in our lives, in our faith, in our life with God, it doesn't end with a nice bow tied neatly like this story here. There are some complex things in our lives that don't necessarily come solved easily. There's complex things in our world, things that we have to hold in tension and hold in faith. God, I don't understand what's going on in this situation. Why? And yet, I know you say you're with me, and I promise I will be with you in faith. But here with Jairus, Jesus comes through. I am with you, Jairus. Are you with me? You know, a little bit later, there'll be another healing that Jesus is involved in, and a man whose son is healed. Jesus says, just believe. And the man has the courage to look at Jesus and say, yes, listen, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. And maybe we're at that moment in some situations in our lives. Maybe somebody you love needs to hear those words. Jesus says, I'm with you. Will you be with me? And there are times of that tension, and we have to say, yes, I believe, but God, help me in my unbelief. And maybe you have to come along and help carry somebody. As we learned last week from elder Jim Gaston who preached a barn burner of a sermon and reminded us that we carry in faith others. We're called to carry and maybe we step in and help carry somebody in faith and remind them God is with you. Are you with him? I am with you. Are you with me? That is the question for us this week as we wrestle with whatever we're facing. 
with whatever worries, concerns that you face, with whatever challenges that we face as a congregation, the opportunities that God invites us into in our community, the people's lives who are, some of their lives are, are wrestling and struggling and we can carry them and help them because we know and we are confident as Jesus says, I am with you. Will you be with me? And that is our prayer. Thanks be to God.